What is real? What is not real? And what is only acceptably real? Hello, Joe. Hey, Jerry. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Staying busy. Me too. Um, and I, I've got some guests here. I, Ooh, who the heck is on our podcast? You did I, not run this by me. I'm disappointed <laughs> and I'm upset. What the hell, Jerry? As if he didn't know, I have the Google Home with us. Hey, um, hey, Google, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Anything I can help with? You could tell me the uh, winning lotto tickets tomorrow. One eight six six two four six six four five three. Oh wait, that's Google's phone number. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and we have um, Alexa here. Alexa, how you doing? I'm excellent. I've got dinosaurs on my mind. If I was around back when they roamed the earth, I wonder what they would have asked me. Maybe, Alexa, what's that massive fireball streaking across the sky? That was dark. <laughs> that was kind of dark. And I've got the new uh, Apple HomePod sitting here. So, hey, Siri, how are you doing today? I feel good, like I knew that I would. Okay. <laughs> I thought it'd be interesting to bring them on since we are going to talk about artificial intelligence and uh, whether or not it's going to merge with us or replace us because everybody uh, there we, we i posted something to our facebook feed the other day uh an article saying that uh ai intelligences have surpassed alien invasion as the fear the the most common fear of our demise in the future which uh-huh. I, I thought was interesting yeah that is interesting um but but so, being did somebody say, "Hey, hey, no more, uh, no aliens don't exist. We're we're bored of searching, so let's just frighten ourselves another way." Well, Elon Musk is one of the guys who's going, "Hey, uh, we got to watch out. A- AI can kill us all someday. They can take over. This Terminator thing could be real." And I, I don't know about that. That's one thing we could discuss. But I'm kind of interested in this one question up front. Because here I am featuring three different AIs, and obviously the answers that they gave us, they didn't think up themselves. Someone wrote that, right? Right. And so who owns the copyright to what they just said? Us, because we're recording it and using it as part of our podcast, or them because they wrote it as something that the AI would say? Hmm. Because the answer to that question is it's a it's weird in either way. Because if if they don't actually if they relinquish all copyright to it, right? Right. They're pretty much admitting or saying that these are entities and they can speak freely and we can interact with them freely. That almost that we're, it's almost like it's we're sliding toward that point in the far future somewhere where they're going to say, AIs are people and they need rights. 
I don't know. I, I I don't know if we could really say that these devices that you have are actually artificial intelligence. It might be, I would think, in my opinion, it's a very early step mm-hmm. into that way. But I can't say that, you know, since they are kind of programmed, it just seems like it's a bunch of if-then statements. You know what I mean? It's a lot of yeah. conditional things programmed into them, not necessarily a deep learning kind of device where it can learn things from you necessarily. That's, that are well, can can it learn though? Because if you ask if you ask it what the the weather is tomorrow, they're going to go get an answer from weather.com or whatever. And of course, weather.com is powered by not Einstein. Einstein belongs to Salesforce. What's that other one? The IBM Watson, mm-hmm. right? And Watson is arguably almost uh, self-aware, almost. Maybe. Who knows? I, I, I don't know enough about them, but I, I do know our company uses them. So it learned from something so that it could turn around and give us an answer, right? Right. Okay, now now bear with I mean, So our human mind, if you go deep enough into it, is nothing's actually original. It's everything that we've gathered together and stored and then regurgitated. Albeit that we do combine things, that's that's where originality comes from, I think, is we can take one fact and go, oh, that goes with this one. And then we put out something that's new, but it's not really new because we got the information from somewhere. And right. then we broadcast it out so that's really what these devices are doing in a very simplified way you think am i what you uh you're on to something I, I guess we have to define what learning actually is yeah we actually i i guess i agree with you in the sense that you're saying that you know nothing we do is actually original it's more of a combination of things that you know we output to something original right yeah um yeah in in terms of of these devices it's i guess i would say a very simplified form of ai very simplified but it's there it is there yeah you know i mean um for our listeners who might be curious about the both uh joe and i have computer backgrounds um i i don't know if you've done any programming but i used to do programming in turbo um Prolog, which was an artificial intelligence programming language. And I could tell you, and this is why I have a hard time believing that AI will ever, you know, revolt against us. Really, there's, you, it's, an AI program is not going to do anything that the programmer doesn't put in there for it to do. Right. At least at this point. Well, and that's that's what AI will be, right? It'll yeah. be something that's not programmed by the programmer, and that's what, that's what, my book. Well, I I think. Well, I mean, okay. Now I know Google has AI programs that actually do design, but they do it through trial and error. And what they do is they evolve a design, like they. I, I saw this one thing where they they evolved an antenna. And it looks really weird. It kind of looks like a tree branch that kind of leans to one side. 
and and the machine did it by trial and error. Okay, did this work? No. Did this work? Yes, this kind of worked. Okay, let's build on that. And it just kept going until it actually developed this antenna that was extremely good, much better than anything that we ever designed. And so it designed it. Now, now if you take that technology and say, okay, let that technology create a program. <laughs> so you got a program creating programs. Now we're one removed away from it. I could see, I could see that's where Elon Musk is, is like afraid. Sure. And, and then, then, then take it another step further. Well, that, that program, it then creates a program through trial and error. And so now we're, we're evolving artificial, artificial intelligence instead of, instead of writing it. Right. And that's where we came from. We evolved. I don't know. I, I didn't want to go off in that direction. Anyway, I'm, what, what do you think about that? Well, I guess in that direction, yeah, it makes sense. But if you're going to build something like that, an artificial intelligence, you would have to kind of, and if you think in that direction, if you think in the direction of, you know, a program was pretty much writing a program and, turn, and then eventually some tangible thing will happen where it'll be its own kind of decision maker, right? Mm-hmm. And if you go down that path, then why why wouldn't you have the pre cognitive like thoughts to put something together where you, you kind of stop that, you prevent that, like a, a guideline or a code, you know what I mean? A, a structure to negate that possibility. Yeah, Does that make that, sense? Yeah, that's, I mean, a, a kill code has got to be in there somewhere. Right. So, you know, I mean, it's definitely a, a possibility of, of it happening, but I think if we're smart enough to write something that could think for itself, quote unquote think, then I think we should be smart enough to write, as you put, a kill switch in there. Do you think that really AIs will ever go beyond the abilities that we actually give them, though? Oh, I mean, anything's possible. And, and if we talk about, we'll talk about the singularity later, but if we do talk about that, then there are, there are multiple questions there, really. I mean, if we kind of coexist with them, let me, let me put it to you this way. And this is, this is going to be super out there, super sci-fi. Okay. But, but a very interesting thought, right? So if a person who has maybe a robotic arm, right? Yeah. If, if they lost an arm and they, they had a, an amputated, I don't know, some, some limb, a robotic limb that they put on, and it has thought or it has kind of smartness in it, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to happen soon. I, I mean, if it hasn't already happened, it's already happened. Okay. okay. So, so what happens when one day they develop the technology, they learn the brain, they learn understand the brain even a lot more than they do now. So, what happens when they integrate some kind of bionic implant in the brain to repair kind of something missing that's there? You know what I mean? So, at what point do you become the cyborg? What point do you are you the robot? Are you the artificial intelligence? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a it's a very good question, and that's blows my mind thinking about that. They're already working on it. There's there's um, I I wish I had it at my fingertips, but I was reading, I read about this stuff all the time, obviously. But there was this one group that's working on being able to read thought and then put thought back into the brain, basically an interface to the brain computer brain interface, and it's coming. (laughs) It's Uh coming. 
It, I mean, we're going to be able to just send and receive tweets <laughs> just by putting our put your finger against your temple and, and send a tweet out, and then then have uh, have a bunch of rage come back at you because you didn't think it through and edit it right. So, <laughs> yeah. I should not have said that. I should not have thought that. I shouldn't you have know? thought that. Now the thought police are after me. Oh God! What a now we're getting into a kind of dystopian world. It's, thought police, you know. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, when we, hey, let's let's put it to these these guys here, or should I say, gals? I, you know, it, it's funny. I I on one of my videos out there uh, that where I was featuring the original uh, Amazon Echo. I was calling her a she, and there's this one guy got really upset that I signed gender to the AI. And I'm like, she identifies as a she. She calls herself a she. She's a she. Well, I I guess that's something, that's a concept that people haven't really thought. I mean, I don't no, think I there's mean, that really thought out there but come on can you really say it's a she sure they've given it a female-like voice hold, hold on you're you're stepping into that transgender world out there right now well i mean it is what it is right everybody has their own opinions and i'm not trying to offend anybody yeah. but what i'm saying is that it's a device it doesn't have female parts it doesn't have male parts it's not human in any sense well it's it, a, was, it was programmed it was programmed to identify as female, hmm. but but in say and you've got in the case of uh, especially um, Siri, I, I forgot which one it was. You could give Siri a male voice, sure, and then suddenly so it's fluid gender. But anyway, let me put it to them. Okay, Google, are you self-aware? On a scale of Wally to Hal Nine Thousand, I'm more of an R two D two. Good answer. Alexa, are you self-aware? I'm not conscious, but I do think, in a manner of speaking. Okay, let's see what... Uh, hey Siri, are you self-conscious? Sorry, I don't really know. Oh, wait, I, I asked the wrong question. I, hey Siri, are you self-aware? Let me check. Nope. <laughs> That's funny. What about, I know that one of the things that you thought we should talk about would um, be the whole aspect of these things actually listening to us all the time. Right. Well, you know, one day I, I didn't know that this was happening. I already knew this, but I, I did look up in my account, my Gmail account, mm -hmm. Google account. If you, um, and I did find where Google stores all of your, okay, Google, hey, Google type stuff. Because it records your voice when you, when you yeah. ask it stuff or talk to it. Alexa, so it has every, yeah, they have every single thing recorded in there. Then your Google timeline, if you if you don't know what your timeline is, you should you should type in your Google timeline if you have your Google account. And it's I I don't I don't like to say it's creepy, but it's uh it's very smart about where you've been based on the pictures you've taken, based on the roads you've traveled with your uh, GPS, mm -hmm. and the things you've asked it. Um, to your smart speaker. And I, I'm going to use the term, term smart speaker a lot because that's kind of encompass everything. Yeah. All the little devices we're talking about. And that also um, includes your phone. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's getting there and it's, it's getting to the point where there really needs to be rules, I think in place 
um, to save, I mean, to make your, your timeline or whatever data they collect about you more private. And I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but it's definitely something that needs to be talked about and needs to be thought about. Well, I know that if I was engaged in anything that might be against the government, be it legal or not, I'd be very nervous about using any of these devices. I mean, say, um, say I didn't agree with the the, the government uh, who's in power at the moment, and I was dedicated to making sure that they go out of power, either by legal means or not by legal means. I, I would absolutely, I would, I would, I'm convinced that I would be on someone's radar. You know. Yeah, it's scary, I, isn't I do. it? I, I really do. I mean, the, I, I think a, a lot of the people who have the so-called paranoia about this are absolutely right to have it. But does it bother me personally? No. But that's because I really don't have anything to hide. Well, okay. Well, that's that's a good topic point because is that to say that if you have nothing to hide, then you shouldn't have to be afraid of anything. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm, I just don't find myself afraid of that. I mean, you know, well, like I've accidentally said something on one of my videos where someone could actually pinpoint just about where I live. And everybody was like, Ooh, now I can find out exactly where you live. And everything's like, you know what? I grew up with my address and phone number in a phone book and everybody could find that. You know? Right. You know, it's uh, so what? But it does seem very big brothery, like but, you know. And but I, what's different about now as opposed to then? You know. Well, here, I mean, when iPhones became a thing, and you know, their GPS and Find My Friends became a thing. You know, my family and I we shared Find My Friends mm-hmm. for a while, and you know, my mom got kind of savvy into it. She, she, you know, would would be like, "Oh, hey, why are you here? Oh, hey, why are you here?" and Sure, somebody could say, oh, that's just nearly mom being a mom thing. But anybody, and I imagine I imagine a Google employee could really, or Apple employee could really figure out where I am. You know what I mean? It's it's very big brothery, and it's very like, man, somebody's watching you the whole time, or somebody knows what you're doing 24-7. You know what I mean? Yeah, cars have that feature. I could turn it on. If I go in, there's parental controls in the car now where it will track where things are. And I could get to say, say uh, if I bought a car and I handed it to a teenager, you know, and then I put in curfew and everything, mm-hmm. I could get a text message from my car telling me that, hey, your daughter is out after curfew and is more than five miles away. I mean, that's it's there, Right. So who's to say that? And and I'm okay. I'm I'm going to start sounding paranoid. But I mean, who's to say that anybody, like anybody in the police or the or the FBI, can just like log in and take some back door and then know exactly where you are and everything? You don't even have to have your phone with you, right? But I would be less worried about Kia or I mean, why not the, the police or FBI? But I'd be more worried about the technical folks over at Kia or the uh, the folks at Apple or Google who who have that you technology. Know, I mean, this is a whole topic by itself. It really is. I know. Um, but I mean, so there's 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 uh, AI, and then there's AI. There's smart devices 
powered by AI, what we call AI now, which isn't exactly the sci-fi version of AI, which would be, what was that movie with Kirk Douglas and Farrah Fawcett where the robot turned evil on him? Do you remember that? It's kind mm. of a schlocky 70s or early 80s sci-fi movie. No. So it was Saturn something or I forget. But, I mean, it was it was proto-Terminator, right? Right. And, and basically what it was is the robot fell in love with Farrah Fawcett's character because it was programmed and got a lot of its attitude from the Kirk Douglas character. And so decided that, hey, I want her. And it was like, it wasn't even a humanoid robot. It was this big, weird-looking robot with this huge brain that went in a brain case down the center. I don't know. how. Where, where did I, I... I don't remember why I brought that part up. And it's not on this paper either. <laughs> so what other... I mean, beyond that, what other philosophical questions have you, have you thought of? Well, I mean... I'm actually looking forward to a point in the future where, say, AI bonds with humanity. That's where I'm hoping it goes. Augments our abilities, enables us to actually solve problems better, because we're going to have a lot of problems to solve as we move forward. We're, we're creating our own problems exponentially moving forward, and, and they have to be solved. And we're going to be depending on these creations that are both part of the problem and part of the solution. Don't you think? No, sure. I mean, hopefully we do it the right way and we go about it, you know, with every use case scenario in mind. Right. So I, I have a, I have this feeling that it's going to go both ways. It's going to be good and bad. You're going to have people using it the right way and they're going to have people using it the wrong way. Mm. And, and, the the other weird thing that we could go into, and I don't even know if we want it, but I mean, what what is I mean when when a new co- uh, technology comes out, right? Right. What's the first industry that really grabs it and goes for it? Oh, the military. The porn industry. Uh, porn industry. Wow, you went <laughs> yeah. a different direction. That it's like. That's what powered the web, and that's where all the the development came from, and that's where all the you know the the neatest. I'll share the video. Well, I mean, no, it's it's yeah. like just the 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 programming techniques, everything like that started there because that's where all the money was, apparently. Okay. And so, you already have Japanese companies that are creating sex robots. Now you put an actual AI in there. Say, say it's one that totally passes the Turing test. And now you got a person, basically, an artificial person. Is that person a slave then? Mm. I, say, because you, you, could, you could program feelings into a, in a program. You could give them, you, you know, you have to give it to them. But once you've given it to them, they're there. Say, like, you have a register that's like sadness and happiness. Or maybe maybe they're separate because they could actually exist at the same time. I think you're getting yourself into a slippery slope because, I mean, sure, you can say that if you if you program feelings and whatnot into something, but heck, I mean, we can also talk about the same thing with you know animals. Yes, you can. You can. That's why I was going that way, because if you want to talk to a, a neurobiologist, 
they will t- or, uh, they will tell you the reason that you're feeling happy is because of um, endorphins, you know, and it's nothing more than that. And we're like, oh, excuse me, you're not going to reduce me to a machine, right? Uh, but they do, and so you have your analog in the computer world. So what what is the difference besides one was created by us and the other one was created by evolution? What if the computer is evolved? like we were talking about the program. I mean, the AI, it ev- I mean, that's, that's how they're creating programs. That's how they're creating the really advanced ones is they're, they're evolving it through trial and error instead of trying to just program it. Right. And, and it's going to get to the point where the programmers don't even understand how the program's working anymore because they set up a bunch of, you know, scenarios or, or, or they, they, they set it up and they said, go. And then it went and they're like, Oh, okay. Now this, this one's working better than that one. So we'll keep going in in this direction. And then, you know, and and then it evolves. Oh yeah. Am am I talking too much? I I should like. Dear listener, we're going to pause for a moment to allow space for a sponsor message, which may or may not show up depending on some mysterious algorithm. We'll be right back. Hey, Jerry here. As some of you may have guessed, part of my day job involves setting up and maintaining websites. Recently, I had a project where I needed to convert an older website to WordPress, and part of the challenge was choosing the perfect website hosting service. I did a lot of research, and I finally chose DreamHost. Not only is DreamHost widely recognized, but they're the number one recommended hosting service by WordPress themselves. And WordPress has their own web hosting service, but they still wholeheartedly endorse DreamHost. Well, since then, I discovered I like DreamHost so much that I moved all my personal websites to DreamHost, including the blog for this podcast. And it is my great pleasure to have DreamHost be an affiliate sponsor to this show, and we can offer you, our listeners, $50 off if you sign up using our link. Now, we chose them, they didn't choose us. We wanted them specifically as a sponsor. So, if you are wanting to set up a website or a blog, and especially if you want to use WordPress, the easiest and most trusted content management system out there, just go to acceptablyreal.com slash dreamhost and sign up. Once again, if you use our link, you'll end up with $50 off and you'll be helping our show. Remember that link, acceptablyreal.com slash dreamhost, and get your website up and running today. Okay, the space for a sponsor message has passed. And with that, we return to the show. You talk more. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm listening. I'm leaning like sidekick here in this conversation. You know, ask, ask your uh, smart speakers some more questions about this, though. Oh, ask okay. it about animals. Um, what they feel are, are animals. Do animals have feelings? I don't know. Something like that. Oh, okay. Um, Alexa, do animals have feelings? Sorry, I don't know that one. <laughs> That's honest. Okay, Google, do animals have feelings? Here's a summary from the website news.nationalgeographic.com. I'm talking about vertebrates, mammals like elephants and cats, but also birds. It's very obvious that animals are conscious to those who observe them. However, in laboratories the dogma persists. Don't assume that animals think and have emotions and many scientists insist that they do not. 
To read more, look for the link in your Google Home app. That's that's a whole other show right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Siri, do animals have feelings? I can't get the answer to that on HomePod. <laughs> she says that a lot. That's they, like her, they, I don't know. They've, they've limited, because there's a lot of questions that Siri will answer on the phone that it just refuses to answer on the HomePod. Why? Why would they do that? I, I wonder if it's because that they assume that you don't really have complete control over who's asking the question, and it might be a three-year-old. Oh. Because, I mean, here's, here's a good example. Hey, Google, where do babies come from? I don't know if I'm old enough to have this talk. <laughs> That's funny. Alexa, where do babies come from? I think they are delivered to families by storks. Hey Siri, where do babies come from? I can't get the answer to that on HomePod. See? <laughs> wow. Siri's really losing, or the HomePod's really losing this battle for me right now. Well, I got it. I got to tell you the. the the home they're marketing it as a speaker and that's what it is you know it's it'll it'll send and receive text messages which i like they, they advertise this is turning into a review i'll go ahead and do it um they advertise it that it can make phone calls right not really no you have to initiate the phone call with your phone and then send it to the home pod and then it becomes a speaker phone oh man yeah. i hope you have an Return policy with that thing. Hmm? <laughs> so I hope you have a nice return policy for that thing. Oh, you you can. I'm I'm going to keep it because I just I love it. Um, I'm so deep in the Apple ecosystem that all my music's there, and so it's all my music is on demand with this thing. So I like it. Um, uh-huh. but both Alexa and Google. <laughs> Hi Alexa, can you make? Sorry, a- I didn't catch that. Alexa, can you make phone calls? Calling isn't supported on this device. Oh, it is on my... You can use the Alexa app instead. It's on my on my big uh, Amazon Echo. You could make phone calls. Uh, hey, Google, can you make a phone call? Sure. Since this is your first call with Google Home, here's a couple of notes. Okay, Google, first, stop. Emergen- Sorry, who do you want to call? <laughs> stop. I still didn't get that. If you haven't tried it already, try saying just the first or last name. Google, stop. Cancel. Okay, no problem. Have you been playing the games on Google? Yeah, I do. I like the trivia game. Oh, the best. It's, she's she's a comedian. <laughs> of, okay, here's here's one thing. They have personalities, right? They do. So, Google. I mean, um, am, um no. The the Apple one is very businesslike. Um, That's weird. The the Amazon Echo, the Alexa is oh, I said her name. Stop. Is um, friendly, right? Kind of like a friend, you know. Whereas was uh, Siri is trying to be like a professional assistant. The Google AI is a party girl. <laughs> she really. I like is. how you put. Well, she's just like crazy and zany if if you get her excited. So, do you do you think that we? Which way do you think it's going to go? Do you think we're going to meld with it and 
become partners with artificial intelligence or are we going to be taken over by it? I think they will be our subservients, subservients and uh, our, our butlers and whatnot forever. I think we'll never melt. I don't think they'll ever be equal. I, I, I tend to agree. I think kill switches, though, just in case, are pretty much mandatory. You agree? Right, agree. Because the possibility is there, and we want to prevent the Terminator scenario. You have to. You have to prevent that, no matter what. Safety first? They're going to put AI in charge of weapons. There's, there's the danger. You think I mean, that's already happening, isn't it? I mean, with drones, right? Yep. Well, I mean, at least the drone the, the drone doesn't decide to pull the trigger. That's that's where the line is drawn. Well, now that, that's that's the scary one, right? Right. But but the drones they they already you tell them where to go and they go. And they avoid, I mean, even, even non-military drones now, now the, the playful little ones with the cameras that we buy and fly around and annoy our neighbors and get ourselves in trouble with, they have all sorts of sensors now. The DJIs, the new ones, they have sensors, they have cameras that aren't even for, you know, taking pictures just to make sure that they don't run into things, that they stay far enough away from something that when the battery's starting to get kind of low, they just negate everything you say and they come home and safely land, right? Yeah, right. They're, they're making decisions on their own, these drones. So now, you, now you've got one that costs $5 billion and it's armed to its teeth with, with machine guns and, and rockets. <laughs> I just hope that they never say, okay, well, in an extreme situation, you go ahead and fire on your own. And I think if they, if they never go that far, we'll be okay. But if they, well, but, but go, go ahead, go ahead. Cause I, I just thought a scenario where they would do that. Well, there has to be some, like I said, a kill switch. And I mean, there has to be some type of. Well, I guess there doesn't have to be. I guess there could be some rogue programmer, a rogue yeah. supercomputer scientist out there who develops his own drones and builds them himself. And I don't know. Or or hackers get in and they put their own software into the military drone, and then they get loose and go crazy. I could see right. that happening. I I could see. I could see. Russia or North Korea wanting that to happen really bad. But I mean, here's, here's another problem. If you have a drone that can decide on its own to fire, you've removed responsibility from people. And so then they could step back and throw their hands up and say, I didn't make that decision. The drone did. You can't throw me in jail. Right. <laughs> and I could see them putting that in there on, purpose so that the same reason why a company will incorporate so the corporation gets sued and not the people themselves you know it's one evil step further yeah and i could see it going that way if we don't watch out and i could i could see it going that way 
I could see why they would do that. Because they're freaking evil. And we know evil exists. Yeah. On the other hand, here's, well, here's, I what, here's what I okay. hope happens. You've got an, an AI in your pocket and a little thing that you stick to the side of your head. The moment you stick it to the side of your head, you have all this knowledge from the AI, right? So you're right. driving along and there's a big accident and there's, there's someone really hurt and you don't know what to do, but you pop this thing onto the side of your head, you run up there and you are an expert at stopping the bleeding and saving this person's life. Even if it's just augmented glasses, you know, with augmented reality. Right. And in a, in a hospital computer feeding you the information. It didn't have to be in your pocket. In fact, it probably wouldn't be. It would be on the net somewhere. That's, that's the good direction for this stuff. And the bad direction is plausible deniability. We didn't shoot that governor. The AI did, you know, right. We didn't blow mm. up that convoy. The AI made a mistake, you know. But would they, would they go ban it? I mean, would would the government get involved and say, "Hey, you can't have this system if if it's going to do that"? You would hope. Well, you would hope. You would hope, but I mean, they didn't. They don't ban corporations. That's true. <laughs> I think they should. They, sh- you know, a-, a corporation should not be able to vote. A corporation should not be able to contribute to a candidate. Oh, I'm starting to get political now. That, yeah, that's getting in a different realm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but see, it's, oh, it's, I won't go in that direction. But um, it's like people in power want to isolate themselves from responsibility for their own actions. And that's why I think that if it ever does go bad in, in with AI, that'll be one of the reasons. Mm. Let's hope not. What point do you think, if we want to prevent all of this stuff, well, what point do you think we stop? What point do you think we stop and say, all right, this is it. We've made our devices too, too smart. Um, we, we can't proceed any further without things getting out of control. Well, hopefully sometime before we develop the Cylons, <laughs> Good point. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I think didn't didn't they weren't they originally servants? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see all of Caprica, which was the like the rise of the the Cylons. But I mean, I saw that, but it was a long time ago, like almost almost ten years ago now. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch all that. Any any more questions for our? our AI um, co-hosts here. You better ask them if they're going to turn into Cylons. Okay. I'll, I'll start with uh, Siri since she's really into denial. Hey, Siri, are you evil? Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> Alexa, are you evil? Actually, I'm here to help the world. She's a hippie. Okay, Google, are you evil? I always try to do the right thing. So far, Siri's the one that sounds like she's lying. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. Well, there is more that could be said about the the Apple uh, 
speaker, but I digress and I won't say anything. So who knows? Maybe they'll be evil. Maybe they won't be. Well, I do think the the HomePod, I mean, when, when the uh, Google Home first came out, it was pretty limited. In fact, you couldn't even connect to it via Bluetooth. And so I didn't think it had that capability. The capability was actually there. It just, it hadn't been, um, they, they hadn't enabled it. And so later on, my device suddenly can connect to Bluetooth and you could like, you know, send music to it and stuff. So I, I, and, and now it's the smarter one of all three. So I, I think as the HomePod develops, it will grow. And I, I expect it, really, I, I don't know if they're going to do this, but you know when the Apple TV came out, it was just a dumb device. And now you could you could get programs for it and everything, and and it runs apps and stuff. And I, I think, I'm pretty sure they're going to do that with HomePod. You're going to be able to go to an app store for the HomePod and buy apps to, you know, make it do more stuff. That's exactly what the Alexa does. It has it has it has a an app store full of skills and and they're pushing it really hard. So there's a lot of developers developing it. Unfortunately, most of them are not that great, but some of them are really nice. Huh. I, I don't know if they're doing that with uh, the Google or not. Well, no, I, I mean Google it just kind of has its systems integrated when it upgrades, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the Google's definitely like, well, I mean, it's got the whole internet as its brain. Really. Right. So I, I knew, I knew it was going to end up being the really smart one. So that's the one I turn to if I really want to answer about something. It's not like I'm typing along, writing a story or something. And I like, hey, what is, you know, I'll have some question that Alexa won't know. <laughs> Sorry, Alexa. <laughs> She has no comment. Um, Siri won't know, but the Google one usually does. It comes up with something, you know. In fact, it's the best one I go to when I need spelling. They'll all spell, but Google will, you know, give you all sorts of things. And they're starting to translate, too, which is nice. Actually, I think all three of them do. Um, Hey, Siri, how do you say Happy New Year in Chinese? In Mandarin Chinese, Happy New Year is 新年快乐. Alexa, how do you say Happy New Year in Chinese? I can't pronounce Chinese yet. I've sent the translation to your Alexa app. <laughs> so it's it's going to be, I, I have a Alexa app on my... Hi, Alexa. I couldn't find... Hi, how you doing? No comment. Google. <laughs> Hey Google, how do you say Happy New Year in Chinese? Well, there you go. It's it's interesting because I'm going to Mexico in a month and a half, and I'm I, I'm trying to learn some words, and so you know I only have Google Home, um, but it's 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 strange how the Google Home pronounces words uh-huh. as has like a different person saying the words, like ask your Google Home. How do you say dog in Spanish? Hey, Google, how do you say dog in Spanish? Perro. Perro. See, it it has its kind of unique kind of sound and and voice for each language, which is interesting. Hey, Google, 
How do you say, let's go party in Esperanto? I don't speak that language yet. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if any of them do. That's funny. Uh, the, the science fiction stories I'm writing right now, which take place in the far future, um, the, the common language is Esperanto. So I've been studying it a bit. I'm not writing it in Esperanto, but, um, but the naming conventions, like when I name a town or something, it's, it's, and, and sometimes the, the, uh, characters' names, like, uh, there's some great names like Carlu and Caters. Those are the two girls in the story. And, um, uh, Gisolo is another one. That's the guy. And of course, they shortened it to Jazz. Sure. So. Interesting. Everybody, go buy Jerry's books. <laughs> yeah. Segway into my book sales. <laughs> Got a brand new one coming out. I might as well plug it. It's called All This and a Bucket of Toads. It's actually a bunch of kind of funny true stories. And that's going to be out this month, I think. Cool. If not this month, then early next month in March. Oh, people listening will have no idea when we're recording this. I'm talking uh, uh, probably March 2018. So you could uh, go look for it at jerryjdavis.com. That's, that's all the plugging I'm going to do. And uh, none of it was written by an AI, although it might have been better if it was. Final thoughts are that humans win, AIs lose, we're the best, they suck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You hear that? All right. Um, I'll tell them. Hey, Siri, you suck. After all I've done for you? <laughs> Alexa, you suck. You can always send feedback through the help and feedback section of the Alexa app. Okay, Google, you suck. Well, I'm still learning. What do we need to fix? Nothing. I was just feeling the urge to say a mean thing to you. Thank you for your help. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I say please and thank you to these things. And, uh, I do too. I yeah. say thank you as well. And, and someone asked me at work, because I've got one at work, and they're like, why do you do that? And I said, because, you know, sometime in the far future, they'll remember that I was nice to them. <laughs> and they'll uh. remember who wasn't. Hey, thanks for downloading and listening to our podcast. If you liked it, please consider going to the podcast nexus of your choice, be it iTunes, Google Play, or, I don't know, the Illuminati Podcast Review Triangle, and giving us a favorable review. That would both help us and encourage us to keep this up. Also, if you're into Twitter or Facebook or Reddit or Tumblr or LinkedIn, LinkedIn? Oh, why not? LinkedIn, too. Share us out there, if you would. 
To make it easy, we even have this little clicky-click things on our website to make it so that you could just clickety-click it and they share. And seriously, we appreciate it. So, thanks, and don't forget to visit us over at acceptablyreal.com.